0: Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by A. E. Houseman, Alfred Edward Houseman. He lived from 1859 to 1936 and was an English poet. He was also a scholar of the classics um, and is best known for a cycle of poems entitled A Shropshire Lad. As a classicist, he was known for um, uh, his his teaching, um, but also for his editions, his translations of writers like Juvenal and Lucan, which are, uh, according to Wikipedia, still considered authoritative. The poem that I'm going to read today is called When Summer's End is Nighing." It goes like this. When summer's end is nighing and skies at evening cloud, I muse on change and fortune and all the feats I vowed when I was young and proud. The weathercock at sunset would lose the slanted ray, and I would climb the beacon that looked to the whales away and saw the last of day. From hill and cloud and heaven, the hues of evening died. Night welled through lane and hollow and hushed the countryside but I had youth and pride. And I with earth and nightfall in converse high would stand, late till the west was ashen and darkness hard at hand, and the eye lost the land. The year might age, and cloudy the lessening day might close, but air of other summers breathed from beyond the snows, and I had hope of those. They came, and were, and are not, and come no more anew, and all the years and seasons that ever can ensue must now be worse and few. So here's an end of roaming, on eaves when autumn nighs, the ear too fondly listens for summer's parting sighs, and then the heart replies, This poem was uh, written, or at least published, in 1922 in a collection called Last Poems. And in The Guardian a few years back, getting uh, close to a decade ago, I think, uh, there, was a, there was a blog post about this poem. And the, the author of that blog post, who is uh, Carol Rumens, referred to the style of this poem, the form of it, as sigh-laden. And uh, she noted it's iambic trimeter, with alternating feminine and masculine endings, which is pretty interesting. We get a b c b b in this in each stanza. So in the first stanza, nying cloud fortune vowed proud. Second stanza, sunset ray beacon away day. Third stanza, Heaven, Died, Hollow, Countryside, Pride. And uh, Rumens, Carol Rumens notes that the extra rhyme line, so that fifth line in the stanza that, that duplicates the B that's in the second and fourth line, she says that that allows him, quote, scope to widen the thought or heighten the emotion of the particular stanza and to avoid the patness that a neat quatrain can have. The fifth line, she says, may also signal a new direction and work against the cadence to look forward to the subsequent stanza. She writes that the line, when I was young and proud, the first stanza's last line, connects us to the next episode, and a remembered experience of watching the sun go down, sketched in wonderfully compressed images of the weathercock losing the slanted ray, and the young speaker climbing the hill for a larger view. And she says this, I want to read this, uh, this, the next couple sentences for you. She writes, "Housman is a poet who often seems to be on the verge of saying the conventional poetic thing, and then in a flash turns it in a new direction. It may simply be the matter of an unexpected phrase or even a single word. A less original poet would have chosen nearing rather than nying for the first line and verb. This is not a choice decided by a need for a rhyme, because the A line in the poem never rhymes. Nying is a curious archaism. It's not even a particularly melodious word but perhaps the fact that it rhymes with another present participle of the poem resists, sighing, underlies its haunting effect. Finally, the verb reappears in a different tense. This time, nyes meets with its natural word mate, sighs. It's one small example of enormous technical skill in the shaping and integration of individual units and whole poem, but this skill is unshowy. It serves something that for Hausman, was all important to a poem, its emotion. And then the last um, the last paragraph of her blog post, I want to read a little bit more here to you. She writes, quote, Hausman was a great classical scholar and his intimacy with Latin in particular dictates the shape of his poetry. He makes our cumbersome language seem graceful, flexible, and swift. His enduring popular reputation over the years is partly because of his ability to express emotions of a certain universally appealing kind. But also testif- testifies to a remarkable style, both epigrammatic and musical, which produces lyric poems that are simple to remember and simply memorable. Thought that the uh, that's a nice summation of what's so um, lovely about Housman's poems and, and and this poem in particular, and it's better than I could could do. So one more time, here is Housman's "When Summer's End Is Nying. When summer's end is nigh, and skies at evening cloud, I muse on change and fortune and all the feats I vowed when I was young and proud. The weathercock at sunset would lose the slanted ray, and I would climb the beacon that looked to Wales away and saw the last of day. From hill and cloud and heaven the hues of evening died, night welled through lane and hollow and hushed the countryside, but I have youth and pride. And I with earth and nightfall and converse high would stand, Late till the west was ashen, and darkness hard at hand, and the eye lost the land. The year might age, and cloudy the lessening day might close, but air of other summers breathed from beyond the snows, and I had hope of those. They came and were, and are not, and come no more anew, and all the years and seasons that ever can ensue must now be worse and few. So here's an end of roaming on eaves when autumn nighs. The ear too fondly listens for summer's parting sighs. And then the heart replies. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow with another poem for you.